Dan Hubner. Determined to be most accurate. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. The 1-1 from Lynn. Base hit to right. Alvarez will score. Correa to third, and it's 1-0 Houston. That ball was not hit hard, but placed perfectly down that right field line by Jake Myers. And a 2-1, and a ground ball base hit. Two runs will score. Myers and Altuve. And Brantley hit that ground ball exactly where you talked about. That second base area where nobody was. So he found the seam, and it's 5-0 Houston. Fly ball out in the deep right center. Robert at the wall. He leaps. Nope. He watches. It's gone. Looks like Luis was ready to jump to try to catch it, and he realized not going to get it. So a home run for Alvarez. It's six to nothing. Well, it was not pretty as the White Sox dropped the opener of the ALDS down in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Final score. Six to one. The White Sox did get on the board in the eighth inning. Left some runners on base. Not a lot of them. They didn't do a whole heck of a lot offensively, especially against Lance McCullers. And uh, we'll talk about it. They're down one game to none in the best of five series. Game two tomorrow afternoon, a 107 first pitch. Our pregame beginning at 1230. But we're here for an hour or so to uh, take your calls talking about the opening game of the ALDS. The White Sox. And Lance Lynn go into Houston and come away a 6-1 loser. And um, one of the things I want to point out before we get to a couple of callers, and uh, George and Graham, you've been hanging on, so we'll get to you in just a second. Uh, the White Sox had only one hit till the seventh inning. They had three hits in the seventh and didn't score. And as for Lance Lynn, he had walked only three batters in his last four starts, going back to the beginning of September. That's 21 in the third innings. Today, he walked the leadoff man in the second and walked the leadoff man in the third. Walks will kill you. The dreaded leadoff walk. Remember our good friend Hawk Harrelson always talking about it. A dreaded leadoff walk in the second came around to score the game's first run. And a dreaded leadoff walk in the third. After a wild pitch and a sacrifice, they came around to score. Altuve scoring on a Bregman fielder's choice. That was an interesting play because a lot of people said, well, there's no reason that he should have gone that way. And I'm talking about Johan Moncada on the ground ball. And Tim is staying back. It's short. And a ground ball to third. Moncada's going to throw home, and it is late. Altuve beat it. Moncada, moving to his left, had to spin quickly and fire to the plate. Probably worth the shot, but Altuve's speed ultimately made it moot. It's 2-0. Len Casper on the call. The part of me that doesn't think it's worth the shot is it's early in the game still. Get the out. Let the run score. And as it turned out, um, that inning, Bregman ends up coming around to score. Um, after he had the fielder's choice, Jordan Alvarez with a double, he comes around to score. If you throw to first, you got two outs, and then that other run likely does not score. So then it's only 2 nothing as opposed to 3 nothing. I know the White Sox bats weren't doing anything. They did not get a hit until the fourth inning, and that was a single by Johan Moncada. But you want to limit the, the problems. Uh, Moncada made a nice throw to the plate. Altuve just beat the throw. Um, he took a shot. Obviously, if it works, we're all happy. It didn't work, 
and no one was happy unless you're wearing a uh, Houston Astros hat. Uh, I got my uh, Rick White jersey on from 2003, my 2005 um White Sox playoff hat was hoping for a better outcome, and uh, we'll have to look forward to tomorrow. Lucas Giolito going against Framber Ma- uh, Valdez. That is a 107 start. Let's get to the phones. 312-332-3776. Your thoughts. Should Lance Lynn pitch again against the Astros? Um, or the White Sox need to win the next three? Because I they just seem to have his number. Let's go to St. Charles and Graham. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Graham. Yeah, you just mentioned what uh, the point that I wanted to make is I thought the Houston Astros really have uh, Lance Lynn's number and the way that he pitched earlier in the season against them when they were in Houston. Yeah. Um, I just really didn't think it was a good matchup. And, uh, only- you know, I know I think that Rodon out is pretty much a, you know, horrible, horrible thing. And I hope hopefully he can play in this series. And I would have rather seen Giolito or Cease because I feel like they're a little less predictable than Lynn. So, but you were going to have him pitch in one of the games. He's he's one of your top two pitchers, and I understand. But he I would have I would have had him come. I would have had him play at home though. Just with the with the with how he did earlier this season, I would right. just I would have at least given him home field advantage. And, you know, maybe it would have given him a little momentum, but uh, he didn't give uh, the offense any confidence today. No. Um, they they would have probably lost um, anyway, but uh, I just was really not excited to see Lance Lynn in, uh, starting for the White Sox. You know, well, I know see- they don't have Rodon, but it would have been – a lot better, or I would have been more excited for another pitcher. I think they're counting on Rodon going in Game Four. I really do, uh, Graham. Appreciate the call. I think they're going. They're obviously they're going with Giolito uh, in Game Two and in Game Three on uh, Sunday night. I would expect it to be Dylan Cease. Game Four. I think they're going to go Rodon for three innings or more, and then go Kopech, which leaves you with Game Five back in Houston and Lance Lynn. So I'm not sure. I mean, I guess you got to go and try to win the games um, as as easy as you can. But I don't. I, I wouldn't feel good about Lance Lynn going against the Astros anytime soon. Back to the phones three one two three three two three seven seven six. We go to Old Town. George, thanks for hanging in there. What's going on? That's right. For, I was a little upset about uh, the way McCullough was pitching, uh, particularly to Roberts. It's like those are nasty pitches at the body. Why can't they? Couldn't they wear those armbands and just take uh, take base on balls? He was doing it a lot, and that would neutralize that effective pitch that he's doing. I, that's totally within the rules. You mean you mean the inside pitches? I mean, obviously he plunked he plunked Robert early in the second inning. He also threw inside later on. I want to say to Abreu. Abreu got a pitch inside from one of the other relievers late in the game too. Um, you know, I, he, the, you, he could wear stuff. The problem with the Robert one was that he lifted his arms up, and he got hit on the, you know, on the wrist on the other arm, which wouldn't even have had the arm guard on it. But I understand what you're saying. You're saying leave the arm guard on and then just put it out in front, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's going to throw that far inside, that's like nasty. That's almost like you know they're they're known for just bending the rules any way they can, and they're going to do it on the pitching side. We got to be smart about it because this, you know. As far as as far as uh, Lance, he'll be back hopefully in Game Five. He didn't have it today. The other guys, the younger guys, are going to have to just, you know, buck up and and bring it home. No, there's no doubt they definitely are, George. Appreciate the call. And uh, 
people say, well, maybe Giolito should have started today and Lynn go tomorrow. They're both going to go. So to me, it didn't matter. I don't mind getting this one out of the way and then having Lucas Giolito go tomorrow. The White Sox did get some hits late in the contest. They had three hits in the seventh and didn't score. They had two hits in the eighth. They also had a hit in the ninth inning. Um, Luis Robert had a good game. He was on base four times. He got hit by a pitch in the second. He reached out an error in the fifth inning. Um, Bregman with a throw and a ground ball to him and uh, an excuse me um, swing. And uh, he beats it out after the high throw. Then he singled the left in the seventh, and he also had a single to center in the ninth inning. But uh, So that was nice to see. Jose Abreu, sick or not, had two hits. Um, Anderson got a hit late in the game. Maybe that'll help because he was old for his first three. The bottom of the order was tough for the White Sox. And I, uh, Tony LaRusa, if you were listening to the White Sox postgame show on the network with Connor McKnight, you heard Tony talk about the bottom of the order, and he wanted to get Adam Engel in there. And um, he had Lurie Garcia also. Garcia was at second. Engel was in right. And Gavin Sheets played first base. The bottom of the order, those bottom three guys went 0 for 11. And you need to get a little bit of, uh, more from them. It didn't help. Grandal didn't have a good game. Bounced into a double play. Bounced to the pitcher. Struck out. Flew out with runners on. He had a men on base in the eighth inning. First and third. A chance for, to make something happen. He hit the hell out of the ball. Didn't hit it very high. And it went right to the center fielder. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Northwest Side and Tom. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tom. Hi, Fred. I hate to talk to you on a night like tonight because this was a real uh, kick in the stomach. Yeah, it was it bad. Me a, it reminds me a lot of the 1983 uh, playoffs when Tony was uh, manager with the, the Sox the last time. But except in, in 83, they won the first game, didn't they? Remember that rain-delayed right. game with Lamar Hoyt? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But you think of Michael Brantley. I think of Michael Brantley and Tito Landrum. I'm telling you, <laughs> it doesn't feel good. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that, that uh, but it just, it was so terrible, the, the feeling even for the first few innings, you know, because Lance didn't have it right from the get-go. He didn't have it. Yeah, I mean, he was struggling. and walk. You can't walk leadoff guys in any form of baseball, and he did it. And the thing that, and I looked right away because I wanted to see how he was walking guys late in the season. From September 1st through the end of the season, he pitched right. uh, 21 in the third innings, four games, um, three walks. And he, right. here he walked two guys in the first three innings, and both of those guys came around to score. You can't do that. It's bad enough that they got a good lineup. You can't put them on base. Yeah, Tony didn't sound too good in the press conference either. No, you he know what? Not. Tony's Tony's usually, I mean, back in 83 when Tony was managing, and we appreciate the call, Tom, um, Tony was not the the most you know nicest guy in the world to talk to. Now he's been very very nice this year, but um, when you lose a tough game like this in the playoffs, he's not going to sound uh, really uh, really good. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Fred Hubner with you. We're taking your calls. We'll be here for a while uh, after the White Sox drop the opener of the American League Division Series. Final score of six to one. We got a Villa Park and Chip. Chip, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Fred? Good. Good. Hey, I want to touch on something you brought up before, though. When you're talking about the rotation and the setup of it, I think the fact that you went or that the Sox went with Lynn first was a mistake because, first of all, I'd like my best going out there, and I think Giolito down the last 28 days proved to be the White Sox' best starter. In addition, his how he threw against the Astros earlier in the season, giving up just one run uh, in that 10-1 victory. I think he was ready to go, and if you can jump out to a 1-0 start. 
I think that gets them feeling good. If Lynn comes back and lays an egg in game two, you're still okay. You get what you want, which is the split. But more importantly, I think if I'm facing an elimination situation, I'd rather have Giolito on four days rest than possibly having to bring him back in three because I don't have any confidence in Lance Lynn having to take the mound if I'm down 2-1 and needing to get that victory to extend it to game five. I think that's why it was a mistake to start Lynn today and they should have gone with Giolito. Okay, I, I understand your thinking. Um, and also, if you looked at it, and if Giolito would have lost the first game, then you have Lynn going in game two, and he doesn't have a good history. So I don't know that there was a good answer. I thought going with Lynn was fine, and we'll see what happens with Giolito. If they win tomorrow, they go, they come home, and they're tied 1-1. They play very, very well at Guaranteed Raid Field. Maybe they take the next two and don't have to go back to Houston for game five. That would be wonderful. Uh, and I know Dylan Cease is probably going to go in game three. And like I said, from what they have not announced it, but from what we've all heard and what they've talked about is Rodon and then going to Kopech. They did it a week or so ago down the last week of the season. And I think that was just a, um, a prelude to what they're going to do when they get to um, the playoffs and a game four at guaranteed rate sometime on Monday. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back to you guys. 312-332-3776. Your thoughts. You're still confident as a White Sox fan. Going into the series, I was concerned about the White Sox hitting and striking out. The good thing is they didn't strike out much today. They did put the ball in play. Unfortunately, Lance Lynn, who gets a lot of ground, Lance Lynn, the other Lance, Lance McCullers, who gets a lot of ground balls, he got him today. 11 ground ball outs for um, Lance McCullers in six and two-thirds innings. He walked no one, struck out four. Uh, the White Sox were hitting the ball, though. Um, just not striking out that much. I think they struck out a total of six times. 312-332-3776. We'll get right back to your calls. It's all you guys. Let us know what you think of the White Sox losing the opener. 6-1 down in Houston. We're talking about it on ESPN 1000. Fred, Fred Huebner. Determined to be most accurate. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Presley to Adam Engel. Here's the pitch. Bouncer over the mound. Altuve's got to hurry. A barehanded pick. The throw to first in time. What a play. And the Astros take the series opener. The final score for Minute Maid Park. The Astros six. The White Sox one. Yep, that's the way it sounded. The final out, Adam Engel, who, as I mentioned earlier, 0 for 4, bouncer to the pitcher, a couple to short, and one uh, fly ball out to right field. White Sox go down um, one hit in the first uh, seven innings, one hit in the first six innings. They got three hits in the seventh, two in the eighth, one in the ninth, but could only score the one run. They lose six to one. Uh, let's get back to the calls. 312-332-3776. Let's see. Two other things I want to make sure I mentioned. Eloy, one for four, a couple of strikeouts. Luis Robert reached base all four times. I mentioned that earlier. And uh, we'll hear from Lance Lynn in a little bit. But first, let's hear from you. We go to Palatine and Sam. Thanks for hanging in there, Sam. What's up? Fred, how are you? Okay. How you doing? Good, good, good. Well, not so good uh, with yeah. that loss. It's always been good listening to you. reason I called in, um, first of all, I just want to tell everyone, 
calm down a little bit with the uh, Lance Lynn versus Giolito decision for game one. And I've heard prior calls saying, uh, oh, three days rest, uh, we can't get Giolito. First of all, there's going to be two days rest if there is a game five. So let's assume Giolito shuts him down tomorrow. He can pitch game five on four days rest. So there's, and I think, obviously, everyone has kind of omitted this. I don't know if it's the anti LaRusa bias or whatever. And I think uh, the mad genius of LaRusa is uh, obviously the White Sox have hit lefties better than righties. Uh, McCullers obviously has stuff that has baffled us, and it's the kind of stuff that will baffle the. You know, White Sox hitters. Tomorrow we've got a better chance of winning. So if we send our better pitcher out there for game two, we've got a better chance of splitting the games. Now we come home where we've got the best record in the American League, and we've got a chance to take it in four. And let's assume everyone's right, you know, and Lance Lynn, let's say the Astros have the, his number. Well, guess what? We could go with him with Giolito in game five on four days rest. So I, I don't really see what the, the big up in arms is. Right. Uh, I think we're going to take them three straight, and let's go White Sox. Sam, I appreciate the call. Sam brings up a point that I used to always say, and I never quite understood it. I know as a fan, you'd like to go to a game where there was a great pitcher's duel. I'm an old guy, so I would see the Cardinals and the Cubs play each other, and you'd see Fergie Jenkins and Bob Gibson, and I always wondered, why would you have your best go against Gibson? Because you're not going to beat him, and Fergie and him would play would pitch in these games, and they'd meet each other seven, eight, nine times a season when they played back in the day. Uh, I kind of understood Sam's point, and it's not a bad one. Have your better pitcher go in the other game against maybe not the number one for the other team. Um, I know it's not it's not a defeatist attitude, but you're trying to plan out ways to get victories. And if the White Sox get the win tomorrow with Giolito going against Valdez, um, he could still go on four days rest in game five. Let's go to Tinley Park and Joe. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Fred. Well, Sam's Mr. Positive and I'm Debbie Downer because uh, you mentioned Hawks reference earlier, but here's another one. It's over. And here's the problem. What did A.J. say today? A.J. said on the telecast, the hardest thing for a baseball team to do is win their division. Well, normally, yes. This team kind of rode, rode the freaking wave and got in, man. It, it, they're not in the right place for this thing. They had never had a work. They're a product of a poor division. I don't trust Giolito. Never have. I call him Mr. Fields, Mrs. Fields' husband. He serves cookies way too much. He doesn't have the mentality for a game like this. He's going to be... You know, what is goofy annex on the mound tomorrow, giving up cookies like normal. Uh, it's a shame Rodon is not where he needs to be. I think we're going to hit a little bit, not like today, but our, our pitching's not where it needs to be, and it's shameful because Han put a great team together. It's a shame it's over. Well, but it's I'll only – okay, I appreciate the call, Joe. It's one game, and they're hoping that they're going to be together for a while, and these guys are all going to be here for a while. Uh, Lance Lynn signed a deal, so he's going to be around for a while. You've got Giolito. You'll have Dylan Cease. Who knows about Rodon after the year he had? But then again, with the injuries, maybe he sticks around uh, and goes on from there. And then you have other pitchers like Crochet and the other guys. So whatever Rick Hahn put together, they they play. And if they don't win this year, they come back and try it again. I know it's an awful phrase. Next year. Um, but Giolito does give up a lot of homers. You're not... You're not wrong about that. And I was concerned about that because Giolito gives up more long balls than um, most of the White Sox pitchers. And it's a short 
um, I'm sorry, a short right field there. Then you have the Crawford boxes in left with Correa and Altuve, and these guys can hit the hell out of the ball. We saw um, Jordan Alvarez with the home run today. They can hit. So it's going to be a test for Giolito, but he beat them earlier this year, complete game, um, a complete game three-hitter. So he has some confidence going in, and he's one guy that does not lack confidence, and that's a good thing for White Sox fans going into tomorrow's game. We go to Wheaton and Tom. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tom. Hey, how's it going? Going well. Hey, that last caller, I traced it, and it was coming from Wrigley for the record. But <laughs> Okay. Right, so on, on to my point here, and I'm going to get your opinion on it. When we were watching the game, he got into the fifth, uh, bottom of the fourth, actually, two outs, and there's a man at second and third, and I think it was um, – who was it on that got the two? The, Brantley. Oh, yeah, Brantley. Yeah. Brantley. Yeah. And they showed a stat up there that he was like 396 with runners in scoring position. And I thought to myself, man, I, I thought for sure Tony was going to take uh, Lance out. I honestly thought strategically if he was going to make a move, why not do it? Or, you know, roll the dice. So sure enough, he left him in there and gave up the two runs. I felt like that was a huge momentum changer and it really took the wind out of the sails for any type of like kind of come back in the next couple innings. And I, I, th- I thought that was a pivotal moment, you know, in, in the game. I, I, it would have been nice to see. I want to get your thoughts on that. And then yeah. would you have would you have walked them? And to keep Lance in there, I get it, because you could get a couple more innings out of him with some momentum. But I just didn't like that matchup. It was, no, and, and I understand. And I, I remember watching that stat, Tom. Appreciate the call. And people have not called and asked about that either. And I thought right away they probably would. Now, it would. They were already down three nothing, and the White Sox weren't hitting. Okay, so maybe at that point Tony didn't want to put another guy on base, but it was second and third with two outs, and Brantley was up, the left hander, who he had already gotten him out twice. He got him out on a on a, a bunt uh, down uh, the third base line and a ground ball. So maybe he had confidence he can get him out again, but. That might have been a nice spot to walk him, load the bases, and then do it for Bregman. Bregman had lined out and also bounced into a fielder's choice. That ball that went to third base that uh, Moncada threw home. So that was a possibility. They didn't do it. That question didn't come up in the postgame, at least as far as I know. I'm surprised. I kind of thought that would because I kind of thought people that are going to second guess would have second guessed that. And you were the first person, Tom, that uh, jumped on that. And... I didn't think about walking him at the time. Obviously, after he got the hit, I said, well, that probably would have been a better idea. But, again, that's uh, something that was not done. We go to Logan Square and Tony. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tone. Hey, how are you? Okay. Hey, so, um, I'm, I, you know, I obviously, you know, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. I would love to be in Houston, but I couldn't be. So, I, I you know, I rushed from work to go to the bar to go see the game because I don't have cable. <laughs> but um, I'm listening to some of the um, the post game on uh, with the fans and stuff. Yeah. And um, I think we're being a little too negative right now. I think we need to, you know, stay the course, stay calm. I think I think the right call was Lance Lynn in game one. I think Giolito going number two is the right call. The thing is, is some people are mentioning that Lance Lynn was shaky from the get-go. No, he was awesome in that first inning. That second inning, that's where he where he lost it. But you got to give some credit to the Astros. You know, they 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 took it to him. You know, they they forced him to pitch, and he he was not the same pitcher he was in the first inning, and then he had issues in the third inning. But the thing is, is I think at that point, I think um, 
if if I know Larusa psyche and I don't and I don't claim to know it, but I'm sure that he goes he goes with his gut. So the thing is, is I'm sure Lance Lynn basically told him that he wanted to go out for that fourth inning. Oh, I'm sure he did. The other, the other, and I and 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 I, and I really believe that the, one of the other things is it doesn't really matter what Lance Lynn was doing. The stocks weren't hitting exactly. So you know, so the thing is, is we got to just take this as a lump. That's just the basic facts. You know, this game was horrible. It was. It didn't go in any shape or form the way the Sox wanted to, obviously. But you shake this one off, you literally have to forget this one. The players have to literally forget it, and I'm sure they will. The fans have to do the same thing. Yeah. And I really believe that, you know, with Giolito going in the second game, I really, really like the matchup versus the the, the other fellow. I, I don't know his name. Off yeah, the top Framber of my head Valdez. Right but I was, looking at, I was looking at the numbers and stuff. Based on numbers, I like Giolito in, in this matchup. Yeah, well, you know what? And, and he you, pitched. You, you, he pitched well. Tony, we gotta let you go. He pitched well against them earlier this year. Now we'll see if he does it again. I mean, this is a team that can throw out some really good hitters. Like I said, Altuve, Brantley, Bergman, or Bregman, um, Gurriel, Correa. You got you got Kyle Tucker hitting seventh. And he hit 30 homers this year. The Sox handled him pretty well today. He struck out twice. He left guys on base. He had opportunities. Um, he did hit a deep fly ball to center field or right center. But um, they've got a really good lineup. So Lucas Giolito is going to have his hands full tomorrow. Um, but I, I think that if you're an optimistic Sox fan, you're right about one thing. It really didn't matter what uh, Lance Lynn did today because the Sox bands were coming through it all. So Lynn for the game went just three and two thirds. He did want to go out there for the fourth inning. He had the opportunity if he would have got Michael Brantley, he would have been down um, just three nothing through four. And then at that point with the uh, pitches he had thrown, he probably would have come out with 76 pitches and uh, they might have gone to Lopez. You never know. But I do think that the Sox bats need to come through before the series. I asked a lot of people, my biggest concern was the White Sox strikeouts and their hitting. And they need to step up tomorrow. The bats need to come. We need to see Tim Anderson getting a hit to lead off the game. I did not mind Mokata hitting two. At first, I didn't understand it. Then I looked. It was Anderson right-handed, Mokata left. Abreu right, Grandal left. Robert Jimenez right, Sheets left. Angle right. Garcia left. So the only two back-to-back right-handed hitters he had hitting was Robert and Jimenez hitting uh, five and six. So that's the way Tony's always liked to do it. A lot of managers like to do it that way. Righty-lefty, righty-lefty. And apparently that's why he did it. Because a lot of people were wondering why Robert was not hitting second. But then you would have had Anderson, Moncat, I'm sorry, Anderson, Robert, Abreu, all right-handed hitters leading into Grandal and then um, Moncada. And Jimenez, actually, you put, could have put Jimenez in uh, fifth and Moncada sixth to go righty-lefty at that point. But Tony didn't want to do that. We'll see if he changes it up going into tomorrow. 312-332-3776. Lots of callers on the line. We'll get to you. We come back after this on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred Huebner. Follow us on the gram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Turn it up. 
So the Sox lose the opener of the American League Division Series 6-1 to the Houston Astros. Lance McCullers gets the win. He goes six and two-thirds innings. Pitched very, very well. Giving up just four hits, struck out four. 11 ground ball outs. And Lance Lynn, he got out of the first inning. Then he had leadoff walks in the second and third, and they both scored. He had a frustrating start. No, it wasn't good. Uh, you know, wasn't making pitches when I needed to. I gave up some uh, two out two out runs on uh, pitches that could have been better. Uh, when it's all said and done, I just wasn't making quality pitches when I needed to. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Let's go to Roscoe Village and Evan. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Evan. Hey, Fred. How's it going? Going well. Awesome. Yeah, I was curious because I mean everybody's crabbing about the uh, pitching tonight, but. You kind of just hit it on the uh, head with the uh, we only scored one run. Yeah. And and that's that's the major problem. I mean, you know, who cares who pitched tonight? I mean, we're not going to win the game one nothing. So. No, Sox only had one hit going into the seventh inning. So, I mean, you're not going to you're not going to win many games getting just one hit. A- absolutely. And quite frankly, you know, maybe that was the madness of La Russa, you know, since uh, Lance only, you know, didn't do so well the first time against uh, the Astros this year, like Put him out the first one. Let's let get uh, get Gio on the second round. Yeah, and there's always that possibility, Evan. I mean, and it wasn't just that he didn't do well against him this year, Evan. And we appreciate the call. He was zero five with an eight eighty ERA um, and an opponent's average in his last five starts against Houston, and zero six with a six twenty eight ERA and a two sixty one opponent's batting average over his last six starts in Minute Maid. So it's not just this year. He's not pitched well against the Astros for a while. Evan, we appreciate the call, but you're right. It, it didn't matter how many runs he gave up unless he was going to throw a shutout because the Sox were not scoring runs. They scored one run, and they didn't get any hits really until they got into the bullpen for the Astros, and maybe that's a good sign because they got three hits in the seventh inning. Abreu singled, then Grandal bounced into a 4-6-3 double play. Then Robert and Jimenez both singled back-to-back, so you got two guys on before Gavin Sheets bounced out with another pitcher coming in. Then in the eighth inning, after two were outs, the White Sox got Tim Anderson a single, Moncada a walk, Abreu an RBI single, scoring Anderson, and then Grandal with a flyout. But he hit the hell out of the ball, but it was a rocket right to center field. And uh, so the White Sox go down with just that one run. So you need to score more than one run, usually, to win games in the playoffs. Let's go back to the phones, and we head on out to Logan, Logan Square and Tony. Was he on before? Tony, you were on before, weren't you? Yes, you were. Hang on a second. Uh, let's go to uh, Ed and Garfield Ridge. What's up, Ed? Hello. Thanks for taking my call. What's going on? I just had a question. I, I just can't I can't find an answer. I was at the, um, the White Sox, you know, change the game rally. And, yeah. I just, but nobody could tell me what they're trying to change. Is it the speed of the game, or is it other things going on? or the, Probably just the excitement. That's the whole change the game thing. That was their, oh. their saying this year. That's what okay. the whole thing was. With, oh, okay. Yeah, with Anderson and everything else, changing the game, and, um, you know, with, with the young guys and all that stuff. Okay, because I was thinking, like, if it's something to do with, like, the time of the game or something, I'm looking at these box scores, like, between the two teams, they're going through, like, you know, 10, 12, 13 pitchers now, and I'm like, well, they're not, they're not going to change the speed of the game with all these, you know, all these pitchers and stuff, but I was just curious yeah. that you clarified that then. Okay, Ed, we appreciate it, yeah. The game today was three hours and 34 minutes. They only had eight, they only had eight pitchers. 
Houston used four. The White Sox used four. Uh, Lynn went three and two-thirds. Lopez, Ronaldo Lopez went two innings, gave up a home run. Uh, Crochet went an inning, gave up one run. And then um, Jose Cruz went an inning and a third, struck out one, didn't give up anything. So they didn't get too deep into the White Sox bullpen. We'll see how things go tomorrow with Lucas Giolito. We go to the north side, and John, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, John. Uh, John, turn your radio down. down. Lopez, Ronaldo Lopez went two innings, gave up a home run. John, turn your radio down. I put John back on hold. See if he turns his radio down. We go to Deerfield and Bruce. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Fred. Uh, disappointed, but I felt that Lance was not on from the first inning. Uh, even though it was an 11 pitch and he didn't give up any runs, he looked like he wasn't locating. And McCullers just was spinning. Spinning junk the entire day, yep. and we just did it. Mancata actually hit a ball. I think it was in the fifth or the sixth that uh, that had uh, the right fielder not been positioned where he was. It's out of the park or close, at least. Yeah, it no, was- it was it was it was going it was going over. He just but the outfielder had to just go back a couple steps and was able to time a leap and took it back, but. I wanted I wanted Geo for game two. It sets him up. If we can get there, Geo again in game five. He's done well against Houston. Yep. I knew Lance didn't, and uh, so that's okay. All we have to do is win one or two in, in Houston. Yeah. Well, that's all you basically you do have to win one or two. Um, there's no doubt about it because you've got you've got now you lost the first one. Uh, you got to come up with three, and uh, they they play well at home, Bruce. You know that's a good thing. That's right. So yeah. I'm, I'm psyched. I'll be there Sunday, and I'm psyched. Okay. Bruce, appreciate the call. 312-332-3776. Uh, Lance Lynn went on and talked a little bit more about the Astros lineup because like, up and down the lineup, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, really good lineup. Uh, they're just deep. They battle. Uh, they don't strike out. Uh, they pick and choose times when they want to be aggressive. Um, you know, that's why they've had the success they've had uh, in recent years um, from top to bottom. They don't make it easy on you. No, they don't. And uh, you looked at it, Altuve struck out uh, to start the game, but then he walked on an eight-pitch walk in the third inning. He doubled in the fourth and um, scored a couple runs. They're a really good team. And Michael Brantley's a guy that I'm not sure about anybody else, but he's a guy that I wanted to get uh, in the offseason. He was available. He was out there and then decided to go back to sign with Houston. He's always been a tremendous hitter. Today he gets two hits. He drives in a couple of runs. Um, Jordan Alvarez with a walk, a double that drove in two, and then a home run. So, I mean, he had a nice day today, too. And uh, let's see what what else. Um, actually, his double drove in one, and then the home run. So he drove in a couple. Uh, Carlos Correa was two for three, a couple of singles. You had Jake Myers. Who the heck is Jake Myers? I had no idea when I put the lineup in my scorebook. I go, Jake Myers, who's this guy? I knew Kyle Tucker. I knew these other guys. But Jake Myers, sorry, didn't know him. He gets two hits. He drives in a run right off the bat in the second inning. Also gets an RB or, or a single in the fourth with one out and comes around to score. So he had he was two for four with a run and an RBI. You gotta keep an eye on Jake Myers. But uh the White Sox had a couple of opportunities, but not nearly enough in order for them to get the victory. Um three one two three three two three seven seven six, that's the number. The White Sox getting ready to take on the Astros tomorrow. It'll be Lucas Giolito against Framber Valdez. 
Valdez, not a bad pitcher. He's, I think I want to say his, his numbers are 11-6 and six this year coming in. So we'll see how he does for the Astros tomorrow. But it's a huge game for Lucas Giolito. The White Sox need to get on the board and need to get on the board early. I want to see Anderson Moncada do something, a first and second inning, some runs early to make Giolito and allow him to settle down, calm down, have some opportunities um, to pitch deep into a game. Uh, I'm confident... If the White Sox bats come around, I don't think the pitching, I think the White Sox can do enough pitching wise in order to beat the Astros, but they can't do it if they can't hit the ball. I know it sounds simplistic, but going into the game today, I had posted a couple of things. I was watching um, Mark DeRosa on baseball tonight this morning, which was bizarre. It was called baseball tonight, but it was this morning. And Lance McCullers had the second best ground ball percentage rate in the American League. 56.4. And what's he do today? In six and two-thirds, he gets 11 ground ball outs. And I looked at the other number that they showed on TV. He was first in the American League in fewest home runs per nine innings. 0.72. Sox right-handed hitters against McCullers this year. 0 for 19 against breaking balls. So going into the game, we knew it was going to be tough if you knew the stats, and you know the White Sox knew the stats. And they knew McCullers had beaten them twice already this year. McCullers this season, in two starts against the White Sox, was 2-0 with a 2.08 ERA, three earned runs in 13 innings. Okay? You knew things were not going to go very, very well. So tomorrow they get the opportunity. You want to grab one at Minute Maid before you come back here for Sunday night at Guaranteed Rate Field. It'll be Lucas Giolito, Framber Valdez, pregame with Connor McKnight getting underway at 1230 tomorrow. The first pitch at 107. And when the game's over, after Connor's postgame, we'll be back tomorrow right here taking your phone calls, hopefully talking about a White Sox win, hopefully talking about evening up the series and getting you ready for Sunday night at Guaranteed Rate Field, the blackout game. All the games at Guaranteed Rate Field Blackout Games. Thanks to Tyler Rocky for his help. Thanks for listening here on ESPN 1000.